0: I love SMBC because I've been a member here for over 20 years, and Pastor brings the Word
1: every Sunday.
2: ministry here is for the entire theme. Uh, I love the way it touches the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world! I've gone
3: to several churches before, and the truth that Pastor preaches about the Word, his
2: leadership, and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world!
4: We'll keep you coming back to St. Matthews as the youth program. They continuously put effort into into the young mentors.
3: Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo. good you are more than great you are more than awesome lord we thank you and we praise you for our pastor god we pray that you will stay with him dear father that you will continue to hold him up as well as first lady god lord hold them safe in your arms continually dear father and bring them back to us dear father that we may glorify god together Lord, we thank you, God, for loving us first, dear Father. We thank you, Father, for you. If you did not love us first, we could not love you. And we thank you for being able to love you, God, because loving you is the best thing, the best thing that I have ever done that any of us can ever do. And we just thank you and we praise you and we glorify you and we magnify you, Lord. It is in Jesus' precious and miraculous, exalted, and glorious name we pray. Amen.
1: Hallelujah.
5: Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Falling in love with Jesus. Come on. your hands say falling in love falling. falling in love come on say with Jesus with Jesus part right here. and say praise him. Come on, we're gonna take it back this Sunday.
6: the book of Romans this morning. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. chapter 5. Therefore being justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so but we glory in tribulations also knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which he given unto us. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and doers of his word. Amen.
4: Let us pray. Father God, it is in the name of Jesus. Your words say, I have not heard seen. Ears have not heard nor have entered into the heart of man the thing that Lord have prepared for us, for those who love him. Lord we love you. We're here to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord we just here to say thank you. One more time Lord just thank you. If it had not been for you on our side Lord God where would we be? We'd have been lost dead in sin but thanks be to God that died on the cross for our sins we pray Lord God you watch over our pastor you strengthen him Lord God have armor bearers around him Lord God that keep him Lord God we we pray for the man of the preacher of the hour Lord God we pray that you give him the words that, that will touch our heart that can convict our soul that we can say what must we do to be saved Lord God We watch over the ministers, Lord God. Keep them safe, Lord God. Help us to be the ministers to watch our pastor back. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. And all the saints that bold enough to say amen.
7: Help in the time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and through the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. I come to tell you though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling, God is still our refuge and our strength. God is still our refuge. In our strength, His name is Lord of lords. His name is King of kings. His name is the potentate of paradise. He's El Elyon. He's El Shaddai. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Jissukhanu. He's Father. He's Son. And He's the Holy Spirit. Let's give Him a hand clap of praise. Come on, let's give Him a hand. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this is the day that he has made, and we shall. We came here to worship him. We came here to praise him. We came here to glorify him. We came here to lift him high, to glorify him, to clap our hands, to shout glory, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this is the day that he has made.
5: Bless his holy name.
7: Bless his holy name. Where would we be today without a Savior? How could we have gotten up this morning without a Savior? How could we have opened our eyes without a Savior? How could we got in our cars without a Savior? I tell you Without Christ, we are nothing. Come on, let's give him another hand clap. You can't come in his house and not praise his name. You can't come in his house and bleed a block of cement. you got to come in his house shouting with praise, clapping your hands, saying, Thank you, Lord Jesus, for you made this day just for me. Let us bless him. Let's give him one more hand clap. The Lord is so good. My, 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 He is so good. Giving all honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And honor to our senior pastor. In his absence, Dr. Raymond Maurice Gordon, Sr. Let us give the Lord another hand clap for our pastor. He's out today. He's doing well. He's getting a good report. He saw the doctor Wednesday, and the doctor gave him an excellent report. Come on, amen? Amen. And as long as you keep coming and lifting up the name of Jesus and praying for our pastor and his family, he's be back. He's coming back. Amen? I tell you, you are doing the work. I tell you, this is his congregation. You're doing the work. He's the overseer, but you keep on praying. You keep asking God to lift him up. i tell you what he'll do. He woke you up this morning, did he not? Did he put gas in your car last night or this morning? Did he bring you here today? i come to tell you, you can't sit in your bitch. You can't sit in your pew and not move. You got to shake something if it's nothing but your hands. You let's give him a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let us just bless his name. Let's give a hand clap to this praise team and even this choir. Amen. And at this time, we will have our director of pastoral affairs come. Her name is Sister Alina Mitchell Ziegler. She'll come, and please give her your undivided attention. Amen.
3: Morning, Saint Good morning, St. Matthew's. Is this not an awesome service? I love my church. <laughs> and well, Reverend Jackson actually stole half of my comments, so we're just going to go to the video from Pastor. <laughs> Please look to the screens.
1: Good morning. How are you? Mm-hmm. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're so glad you're here this morning. Last week, we began with a new piece, a new piece in the new year. And the peace comes, hallelujah, as God promotes us to a new place. In that new place is a new perseverance. God wants you and I to learn how to persevere. And as we persevere, we begin to be transferred into his purposes and his praise. None of you are where God, amen, started you from when you got saved. There's a new peace that passes all understanding. There's a new place. Think about the place. There's a new perseverance. You got to persevere. There's some pain. There, there, there are some uh, uh, situations that will change. There, there's a new power. There's a new perseverance. And as we persevere, what becomes clear to us is God's new purposes. Amen. And in those new purposes, we have an ongoing power that we are where God would have us to be. You may have to persevere through some pain. You may have to persevere through some mental changes, emotional changes. You may have to persevere through uh, uh, a whole different category. The Bible says after you have done the will of God, after you have done the will of God, you will receive the, the promises. So the peace and the promises Uh, transfer us to a place of perseverance. Think about where you are this morning, where you came from yesterday. You had some problems that get to the place of perseverance. Persevere through. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the fire testing of your faith will work patience. But let patience Let perseverance, let promotion have her perfect work that you may be entire, lacking nothing. Are you in a place of perseverance? Persevere all the way to the purposes and the the power and the place where God can use you in your last days. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day and listen for a great message on perseverance. I love you with all my heart. Sister Gordon loves you. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Savior Jesus Christ, our pastor, our guests, and all of you. Um, I also just wanted to let you know that pastor is persevering right now. He's giving us these messages week after week, but he is going through something in the midst of all of this the lord is showing him things and using him and he's trying to also share that with us so that we can utilize what the lord is putting in us when we get in situations so bless the lord for him and also i'm gonna say my report is better pastor did go to the doctor and it was great news but when i say it, it's even better than when jackson said <laughs> love you guys
7: Let's give another hand clap. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. I've just a uh, notice to tell you that we are sad to share that one of our members, Brother James Miner, has gone home to be with the Lord. He was a faithful member of our bus ministry who will be missed. The Miners have home going. The minor's homegoing will take place uh, here at St. Matthews this coming Thursday, January 18th. Viewing will be at 9 a.m. to 10, and the service will begin promptly at 10 a.m. Please keep the minor family in prayer. Amen? Amen. 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 Also, I have another report from a, a DEA. He's an MIT DEA. Uh, that is... MIT means Minister in Training. Uh, DEA does not mean Drug Enforcement Officer. DEA here means Deacon. So we have a Minister in Training, plus he's a Deacon. His name is Brother Peter Jarvis. He went into Sickleville area to share the gospel of Jesus Christ yesterday with 10 volunteers. Let all 10 volunteers with Pete Jarvis please stand on your feet. Amen. Please stand on your feet and stay standing. Ten volunteers, if you're here, stand up. <clears throat> these, these people are going out working when we're eating sausages and bacon in the morning on Saturday. Amen. But they are out uh, in the neighborhood witnessing. And the report that I got from our DEA is they witnessed to 147 homes. Uh, our four souls accepted Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. And you know what the Bible says about one. So what you think heaven was doing yesterday when four came. Amen. And four souls accepted Christ, and we know that's good news. And we want to thank our outreach team with a hand clap of praise. And we come on. amen amen and um, we thank our lord and savior jesus christ and we ask that the grace of our lord and savior jesus christ continue to be with the outreach team spirit amen Amen. let's give them one more hand clap for a a job well done we thank all of you faithfully we thank all of you now we'll have an audio announcement
3: Good morning, St. Matthews. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's announcements are as follows. Women of St. Matthews, Pastor Gordon and Sister Gordon, encourage your presence at the 2024 Women's Retreat, which is designed for you and your continued growth in the Lord. Also, you were invited to join the 2024 Women's Retreat Planning Committee. Your unique gifts and talents are needed. Meet members of the 2024 Women's Retreat Planning Committee immediately following service on Sunday, January 21st, in the FLC gym to sign up. This concludes today's general announcements.
7: Amen. Amen. I just want to challenge you. Do we have any visitors this morning? Any visitors, please stand on your feet. Any visitors? No visitors? Oh, amen. Amen. Just stand. Please remain standing. Our usher is going to come up and give you something that you might like. Just remain standing. Amen. We thank God for all of you. And we want to just try to give you something from the church, get your name and address to say thank you for coming. And if you do not have a church home, We invite you here to join St. Matthews when the call is made. We're not perfect here at St. Matthews, but we're certainly forgiving. And you, if you have a church, you don't have a church home, and you're saved, you need the covering of our senior pastor. He prays. You need the blood of Jesus Christ to cover you every day. And our pastor prays for all of his congregation every day, once, twice, two, three, four times a day. Amen. You need that cover. Now, if you do not know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as your personal Savior, then we ask that you would come and join him. And i tell you, he will give you peace. Amen? God bless you. Let's give a hand clap to our visitors. And now, it is offering time. And God loves a cheerful giver. He loves a happy giver. He doesn't like a giver that's that's just hard to pull a dollar out of their wallet. He loves a cheerful giver. This offering, uh, this service will be taking up two offerings. The first offering will be our tithe. And the second offering will be for our guest preacher. We will introduce him shortly. Uh, He's not a stranger. He is a member of this this great world of Jesus Christ. Amen. But what I want to say is, if you, a tithe is a tenth. If you make $100 a week, God gets the first 10. If you make 500 a week, God gets the first 50. If you make 800 a week, God gets the first 80. Give as the Lord has given you, and you'll never be without. Amen. And our second offering will be for this man of God. I tell you, he, he will teach you today. Let us have some giving music. Choir. Good
6: morning, St. Matthew.
5: How many of you know that Jesus is all we need? Together you can...
7: For giving, as the Lord has blessed you, please stand. <clears throat> Give the choir a hand clap. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We thank you so mightily for coming out this morning and giving as God has blessed you. Uh, thank God for Some of the younger people that are here today, haven't seen them in a a few weeks. I thank God for you. I thank God for all of you that I have not seen in a while. I think the service time being changed has affected some of our ways of being able to come in. Amen? Without further delay, our guest preacher, Pastor... This morning is our brother friend, our senior pastor's closest friend for 37 years, a participant in our senior pastor's wedding, and our senior pastor's classmate at PBU. Would you think he know our senior pastor? His name is Pastor Hal Hopkins. Amen? Let's give the Lord a hand clap for this man. Amen. As I said before, uh, he's a personal friend of our senior pastor. I'll be brief. He has accomplished many godly things. Uh, it would take up probably an hour, a couple hours to talk about him, but he came to preach. So we will report on, uh, he's going to give us a report on St. Matthew's Wells in Africa. He's also, was a. Ch- he's also a church planner. He is known as the church plant strategist in the east. So he must know how to plant some church. And he has uh, 50 stories of church planting. And I'm sure he will share some with you during another visit, but not this one. Amen? Uh, The the next voice that you will hear after our great anointed and appointed choir will be that of Pastor Hal Hopkins. He's a... Great friend of our pastor. He's a great friend of mine. And he's a man of God. And his wife is here, like for her. Where's uh, Sister Hopkins? Oh, there she is, right here. God bless you. You all right, Sister Hopkins? Don't let him oversee you now. All right. Amen. Let's give the Lord Jesus Christ a hand clap now. And then our choir is going to come. And when this man of God comes, let's stand on our feet and welcome him. Amen. And give him a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord.
5: the Lord, everybody. I didn't say praise me. I didn't say praise your neighbor. I said praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he's good. Because he's worthy. Because he's so kind. On today we just come to give him glory. Anybody come to give him glory on today? Hallelujah. Come on, help me lift this praise. Come say glory. He's Alpha. He's Alpha. Alpha. Come on and say Omega. Omega. Forever. Forever. Come on, stand to your feet. Forever is He, He and He will reign reign. with all power and authority. Forever. 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 Holy. So we give love up your mouth and cry glory. your mouth and say forever, forever, forever is, he. is he, come on open up your mouth, and he reigns. reigns forever, forever. Oh. Holy, 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 is he, is he so we cry glory, glory to, the to the Lamb, everybody cry glory, glory. to the Lamb. Yes, sir, cry glory oh. to the Lamb.
0: thank you for the privilege to gather together this morning. We've come to worship your wonderful, mighty name, for there is none like you. We searched high and we found nobody. We searched low and we could find nobody, for there's nobody like you. You are the one and only creator of the ends of the earth, the lover of our souls. We've come to give you praise this morning. So may your name be honored in all that we do and all that we say. Receive our worship. May it be a sweet smelling savor in your nostrils. We love you. We bless you. We thank you. For these moments ahead, we depend upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, St. Matthew's Baptist Church. It's good to be here this morning, and I greet you in the name that is above every name the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. And thank the Lord for your spirit. Thank the Lord for your, um, your fervor, your excitement for him, and uh, your worship of his name this morning. Certainly want to honor as well Dr. Gordon in his absence. Uh, yes, we have been friends for 30 years. Well, probably close to 40 years, and I probably should let you know, uh, I have stories, and uh, they are for sale for the right price. Just see me afterwards. <laughs> um, I know your pastor talks about progressive sanctification. You become more like Christ, I knew him before he had become all that he is now. Uh, So I'm just trying to add some value to the stories that I could give you. We're thankful for him, thankful for his friendship, thankful as well for what God has done through him in this place, the St. Matthew's Church, all of the numbers of people who have been reached and discipled as a result of what God is doing through him and through you uh, as you work together cooperatively for the sake of the gospel in this region. Um, So great to hear from him on uh, video this morning and uh, to hear a good report from the doctor. That's great to hear. I know this is a a challenging season for St. Matthews. It's a challenging season for Pastor Gordon and his family as well. Sister Gordon, uh, this is the time to pull in the ranks. This is is not time to to jump off. This is the time to jump in. This is the time to lock arms. This is the time with new perseverance. That's the word that he's been talking about with perseverance to press on. And to do what God has called you to do during this season. Um, To be more deliberate in prayer for him and for this church. But God's not finished yet. God still has work, I believe, for him to do and I believe for us to do as a church as well. And I hope that you'll be busy doing that um, and praying for God to do what he needs to do during this season as well. Certainly want to thank, uh, Reverend Luther Jackson for his faithfulness. He's always on the spot doing what needs to be done. Amen. Amen. And I would acknowledge these other, uh, preachers, these gladiators of the gospel that are here as well. Amen. Thank God for them. Yeah, I need, I need some of them in my church planting work. That's what I need. Um, God's called me into church planting. I've been doing it for just shy of 30 years now, along with my pastoral work that I have been doing, but uh, I, don't, I don't do all the planting myself. I, I uh, discover, develop, and deploy church planting. So I go out there and shake the bushes, and I find guys that God is working in their hearts, and they, don't, they need to figure out how to get to where God wants them to get to, and, Church planting is an option for them, and we train them, and then we try to resource them as well as uh, sending them out into the communities God has called them uh, to do ministry in. It's not just about, the goal is not church planting. The goal is extending the kingdom of God. The vehicle is church planting. So that's not the goal, just to get another church going. No, Jesus is all about his kingdom. He came to establish his kingdom. He came to extend his kingdom. The kingdom's near. It's, it's a right now kingdom. It's a yet-to-come kingdom. And uh, we're all a part of that. And the church is just a part of God's kingdom that he gives us opportunity to be a part of. So pray for us as we continue to do ministry as God has called us. I feel honored to be here Uh, This morning, I'm grateful, as I said, for Pastor Gordon, but also grateful for the uh, St. Matthew's Church and the work you do—not just here, but beyond. And uh, I want to thank you as well, because another ministry I'm involved in—I do regular work in uh, Africa. Um, I try to go about every other year uh, to actually do a mission trip, and um, you helped us. Uh, a little ways back and you uh, provided through your giving a couple of wells in communities, water wells in communities that did not have access to clean water. And uh, amen, amen. So you may not know it, but you have a St. Matthew's Baptist Church well in the city of McKinney. McKinney, Moving Gospel Ministries International, and you also have one in the city of Kitway. That's Kitway, Moving Gospel Ministries International, Um, and they now have fresh water because of the sacrifice that you've made, so we appreciate you partnering with us to do that as well. Amen. And thank uh, again, Pastor Gordon, for leading the charge for that, we're we're grateful. I probably need to say more, but uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to tax your your time more than I need to. I want to be sensitive to your schedule. Um, so I'm going to ask you to join me. Join me in the uh, in the Word of God, uh, Romans, the book of Romans, chapter eight. The pastor's been talking about this idea of. Uh, of perseverance, he talked about the promises of God and the peace of God. We'll talk a little bit about perseverance uh, this morning. Perseverance through to the promise. See, when when God talked about redemption in Genesis chapter three, it does not see its ultimate consummation until we get to the book of Romans, and Romans closes this whole thing out. That God has a plan, that everything between Genesis and Revelation is all about God's unfolding plan of redemption and his commitment to see, uh, to his, his commitment to persevere, but also uh, uh, his commitment to see that we persevere ultimately to experience the very thing that God wants to do through us. And in his kingdom, uh, in his kingdom consummation concept, there's this unfolding drama of redemption that God has us as a part of. You're in it. You are a part of his story, his story of redemption. We're each of us are part of God's story of redemption and his kingdom work. And you've got to see yourself as a larger, as a, as a part of a larger story. It's not all about you. You're a part of something much larger. It's all about him. And we get to be a part of that story of uh, ultimately of his glory. So let me read for you in Romans chapter 8. For many of us, this may be something of a familiar passage of story, uh, a familiar passage Of Scripture, but let me read it for us. I'm reading from the uh, Holman Christian Standard. This is how it reads Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. For those who he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Amen. That's the reading of God's word for God's people. His word never goes out and returns to him void. It will accomplish his purpose. I want to talk about from groaning to glory. From groaning to glory. And the real emphasis of this is really about Persevering, from groaning to glory. If you will travel with me on this preaching journey, as we look at what the Apostle Paul has left us through Holy Scripture here in Romans chapter 8, he really does want us to get a sense of, a, a picture of what life is really. All about. You see, he writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit here in Romans chapter eight, all scripture is given by God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished under all good works. This is the word of God for God's people. He left this for us, and in particular, this passage for us, in order to help us to see that we are indeed a part of a broader story, a larger narrative, that God is up to something in us, God is up to something through us, as God wants to use us as well in the lives of other people, to accomplish his purpose. You see, what he's saying in this passage as we uncover it today is that God wants to turn all of our groaning into glory. For we know all things work together for good. But before he ever says that, he talks about in Romans chapter 8, in the 18th verse, where I consider that the suffering of this present time, or the sufferings of this present time, are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is going to be revealed. The sufferings of this present time cannot even compare with the glory. Somebody's not hearing what I'm saying. The sufferings of this present time cannot compare to glory. He's drawing this contrast that yes, yes, there's some stuff we've got to go through. There's some hardship, there's some pain, there's some difficulty, but you've got to have a perspective that looks beyond the right here and now. You've got to have a perspective that looks out to what God is doing and not simply to what is happening in my life at this given moment. Sometimes I've had some moments in my life where if I, if I had my way, I might have quit at that moment. But I would have missed all that God was wanting to do through that situation. You can't always understand what you're going through at the moment you're going through it. You can't always interpret it properly what your experiences, your active experiences are in the moments that you are living them. But you can know this, that God is up to something and that God's plan is good and God's plan is perfect. So what I'm trying to tell you is I don't know where you are today. I don't know what pain you might be in. I don't know what, what you brought here today. I don't know who came here saying, this is it. After today, I'm ending it all. After today, this is going to be it. After today, I'm going to quit. I'm going to get I'm, I'm trying to tell you, it's too soon. It's too soon to quit. See, the story is still being written on your life. The story is still being written on your. Ministry. The story is still being written about your marriage. The story is still being written about your children. The story is still being written about that vision God gave you. The story is still being written. Don't, don't, don't quit today. Make it through today. Make it through today because God has a way. And I hope you'll see it as we work our way through this text this morning. I hope you'll see it that God has a way of moving us from groaning to glory. So let's look at this text. Let's dive in. I only have a few minutes for preaching. I got much more preaching than you have ability to listen. Trust me. I want to first of all look with you in this text at, the, at God's purpose of glory. God's purpose for glory. Can I read that verse again that I read earlier? Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for good of those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. We know that all things work together. Now, whatever else you see in this passage, don't miss the fact that God has called you with purpose in mind. Reverend Jackson and I had a brief conversation this morning in the office and we were, we were talking back and forth about how, how, do, how do people live in a world where there's no sense of God and no sense of purpose. And we both kind of fumbled over our words and we finally concluded that we don't know how to even explain how people can live without God and without purpose. God gives you God 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 gives you focus. God gives you foundation. God gives meaning to life. What is life if there's not God? Only only the fool says in his heart, no God. And if you say no God, how do you make meaning out of all of this that you see? How do you make meaning if if God's not in it? If God's not up to something, if God's not a part of it. Everything I. Every time I look at life, I've got to look at it through the perspective that God is. There's purpose. You, you got here because of purpose. Now, no, I'm not, I'm not telling you what, I'm, I'm not talking about what your mama might have said about you getting here. Maybe she told you, you know, you were an accident. We hadn't planned on you. We weren't looking for this and then all of a sudden and you live all of your life thinking that your being here is an accident. It may have surprised some people but it was on God's agenda. You are not here by accident. You are here by divine providence and all over you God has purpose written and your goal in life it's to find out from God why have you placed me here. And then live your life with meaning. Live your life with purpose. Live your life with direction. Like I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place right now. I'm in a good place in ministry. I love what I'm doing. I believe I'm doing what God called me to do. I feel like I'm living on purpose. And when, when I know I'm living on purpose, I can deal with all of the other things, the peripheral things that are happening around me because I'm on purpose. And I know if I'm on purpose, that everything happening peripherally around me has purpose. That God is using it ultimately for His glory and for my good. There's purpose. There's purpose all around you. There's purpose in you. You were designed for purpose. I think I read it this way in the scriptures For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for purpose unto good work. That purpose, we were created to do good. I said, You were created to be to do good. Anybody not doing good. Is living outside of their purpose. You're designed to do good works. You're designed to spend your life serving the Lord, God's purpose for glorification. Well, now let's, let's dig deeper into this text. Because God's got this glorious perspective, this glorious purpose, which which nothing ultimately can thwart, and nothing ultimately can can hinder because God is in charge and the scripture says he does what he chooses in the affairs of men whether you like it or not but he's not angry when, when, I, when I say it that way it's not because God is angry and he doesn't care about what you think but he's got a purpose and that purpose is good and that purpose is his glory ultimately ultimately So look at this text, the assurance of God's purpose. This text says, we know. Do I need to say more than that? That's assurance right there. Anybody who truly knows the Lord and his word must acknowledge this truth, that there's some things we know. We know it from our own experience. If, If you live through some things as a believer... In Jesus Christ and you've gotten on the other side of it. You can now look back and say, you know what? God had purpose in that, that I couldn't see at the moment. If I had made a, if I had been given a choice about whether or not I would go through this thing or not, I would have opted out. But the fact that I went through it, I now know and we know. That's the assurance of God's purpose. Who could have told Joseph when his brothers sold him into slavery that God had a purpose in him spending this time in servitude? Who would have thought it about Joseph but Joseph ended up going to Potiphar's house. Joseph ended up before getting in prison but Joseph ultimately ended up In the palace. But he couldn't go to the palace until he had first gone through the prison. God has purpose. The assurance, we know, we know, we know. I want you to settle that. We know. God's got purpose. God's, settle it in your heart. As a believer in Jesus Christ, that everything's happening in your life is purposeful. Let God do what he wants to do with you. We know that's the assurance of God's purpose. But then as we look at this text, look at the scope of God's purpose. And we know all things. Now, you don't have to know Greek to understand what all means. That's all inclusive. You don't have to know Greek. You don't have to study the language. You don't have to know semantics. None of that. All we know that all things all means just that. Paul and Paul mentions Paul mentions some of these things. Look at look at verse uh, look at verse thirty five. Who can separate us from the love of God? Here's some stuff. Here's some stuff about all things. Can affliction? Can anguish? Can persecution? Can famine, can nakedness, can danger, can the sword? No, verse 37. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors. That word he uses for more than conquerors is a word that means we are super Nikes. The word we get Nike from is from that Greek word he uses there. We are super Nikes. We are super overcomers through all of this stuff. What I'm, what I'm trying to say to you today is it's too soon to quit. Just hang on for a little longer. You may be going through, but this is not the end of the story. All things. We know all things. You may have to go through some distress. You may have to go through some tribulation, some nakedness, some sword, some peril. You may have to go through some things, but God is promising that all of it is working together for good. I told you I don't always get it. I was I was sitting at the kitchen table this morning just before coming to church and just meditating a little bit and looking over my notes, what I wanted to talk about this morning. I noticed my wife had left out, she had bought some sweet potatoes a few days ago and then I noticed she had pulled the butter out of the refrigerator and sat it on the counter and my mind started dreaming. Yes. Now I can tell you this, I don't, I don't know how to make sweet potato pie. I don't know all the ingredients that go into sweet potato pie. As a matter of fact, I don't really care. All of that information is peripheral to me. What I want to know is at the back end, when everything is over, will there be a plate of sweet potato pie on my table? See, somebody, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it? Somebody's hung up on all the ingredients that get you there. And you are missing the end result, which is glory. See, you, you're trying to you trying to understand it all. You're trying to figure how the butter mixes with the flour and the flour with the sugar and how long you need. No, you don't, you don't, all you need is somebody who knows. And let them do what they do For we know For we know All All of the cooking potatoes All of the stirring up the butter All of the adding of the sugar Works together for good Come on I got to get out your way I got to get out your way here The, the assurance of God's purpose the scope of God's purpose the, the end I won't spend much time here the end don't y'all be trying to get an invitation over to my house this afternoon I, I saw some people leaning in on my wife on that one <laughs> the end of God's purpose we know that all things work together for. There it is. Good. You going through? It's it's good. It's good. No, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying that thing you're going through. You think of it as a good thing. What I'm saying to you is, it's leading toward the good. Everything you go through leads you to something else. Prepares you for something else. Matures you for doing something else. For ministry for your life for living it's all working out for good that's the end purpose i showed you earlier that in in the early verses of romans chapter 8 notice this verse 22 of romans 8 for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together with labor pains until now and not only that but we ourselves who have the Spirit as the first fruits, we also groan. So here, here's what Paul's talking about here, and the Holy Spirit wants to tell us, is that there's appropriate time for groaning, the, the, that the earth is groaning, that we are groaning. What he's, what he's saying is we're in labor. I've never had a baby, though my, my little granddaughter, she's three years old, she thinks I'm going to have a baby. I I don't know why y'all find that funny. She asked me just this week, she said, Pop-pop, is there a baby in there? I said, go home with your parents. Now, after service, if y'all come up here and start patting on my, it's going to be a problem. I'm going to tell you that now, all right? The earth is groaning. The earth is waiting for redemption. It's waiting for ultimately what God is going to do. Because when sin came into the world, it not only affected us, it affected all of God's creation. That's why when you talk about sin, you can't just talk about the individual sin that you might commit. There is systemic sin in our world that the kingdom of God must address. All of our systems are broken. All of our systems have been affected by sin. All of our systems need redemption. And it's groaning. And we're groaning. Waiting for redemption. That is the glory which shall be revealed in us. Verse 18. I consider the sufferings of this present time not worthy to be compared with the glory That is going to be revealed. I haven't talked to too many women that just love their pregnancy. But what gets you through it is the end result. There's going to be a baby added to our family. But before that baby comes, there's pain. There's hardship. There may be some disappointment. There may be some fear but you don't quit in the middle of a pregnancy because you've got an end in mind. The purpose is good. See, God ultimately has a purpose for us and that purpose ultimately is to be conformed to the image of his son. Isn't that what it says here in this text? Verse 29. The B section, to be conformed to the image of his son. God is so enamored by his son that he created all of us to live out life in his image. You are destined with every passing day as you cooperate with God to be conformed to the image of Christ. First John 3 talks about now we are the sons of God. But it doesn't appear what we shall be. For when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. I know you're looking at me now, and you might be saying, he, he don't look much like Jesus. Well first of all, note it's not about physical attributes. It's about developing in us the character of Jesus. The, he was the perfect man. He was the God man and God is making us like his son, the Lord Jesus. We are being conformed to his image. That is his ultimate goal. The object of God's purpose to those who love God God, to those who are called according to his purpose, the object of God's purpose is those that love God. This ain't for everybody. This is a believer's messenger. Those that love God called, listen, everything in your life, if you don't know God, everything in your life is not necessarily, is not moving you toward likeness to Christ. You don't, you don't live in that hope. You don't live in that confidence. It doesn't mean you can't, but you've got to take the first step. Repentance, turning to Christ for redemption, trusting his finished work on the cross, being born again. And then as you live that life out in obedience to him, you are being conformed into the image of his son. It's like like going to the doctor and the doctor says you have some kind of ailment and you need surgery. Ain't nobody looking at surgery and, and clapping up with excitement about I ah, I gotta go get surgery. Nobody's doing that. But you're looking beyond the surgery. If I get if I get this surgery done, my back won't continue to hurt. If I get this surgery done, I won't have these problems with my legs and walking. If I get the, whatever the problem is. You trust your doctor that he knows what he's talking about, that even though the experience of going through might be difficult and hard, you'll get to the other side. All right, let me press my way on. i just got a couple minutes here. Let me, let me try to wrap this thing up. We, we, uh, God's, God's got a process. God's got a process for this ultimate glory as he moves us and matures us. So let's look at this process real quick. Verse 29 for those he foreknew, that's our first word. Now, now he uses a bunch of theological terms. I I don't want to complicate it. I'm going to give you simple explanations of these uh, theological terms, these words that he uses. He says, for whom he foreknew in verse 29. Or we could say, because he foreknew, Now this foreknowledge, it it really means, it it means more than just knowing ahead of time. It's, um, and if you look at it carefully, it, it really doesn't say anything about what God knew. It talks about who God knew. See, foreknowledge is not so much about stuff or things. It's about people. What he's saying is that God is going to accomplish his good purpose for us because in eternity past, he knew us. Your mama didn't know you till you got here. Your daddy didn't know you till you got here. But God knew you before you were even an idea in your parents' mind. God already knew you and had a plan for you from the foundation of the world, Whom he foreknew. Yes, know beforehand, but more than that, know with purpose in mind. The Bible talks about Jeremiah, it says of Jeremiah before you were born in your mother's womb. I knew you and had purposefully and called. Before you got here, I called you. You just couldn't hear me then. Who he foreknew. Those he foreknew, he predestined. It it simply means predestination. It simply means, again, I don't want to make it complicated. It simply means that in eternity past, God made a decision about us whom he foreknew. He decided that he would use every circumstance in our lives to accomplish one great purpose. To be like Jesus. That's what he's talking about in predestination. He's got purpose for us to become like Jesus. He's determined that that's what he's about. That's what his agenda is. And then he moves from foreknowledge to predestination and then to calling. Moreover, who he predestined, these, he also called. Now, when we talk about calling, our calling moves us out of the realm of eternity Eternity past, that is, moves us out of the realm of eternity past and into the realm of present time calling. Everybody here that knows Jesus, you got to know him because God called you. I know you talk about you made a decision to trust Christ, but let me tell you something. Nobody comes to Christ unless God takes the initiative. You thought you were saying yes, but God gave you the yes in your heart. God is at work. Both to do and to will. And to will. You don't want Christ unless Christ gives you a want to. That's why right there, if I had time, I'd say let's take a shout pause right there because God gave me the want to to say yes. Whom he foreknew, he predestined. Those he predestined, he called. Those he called, he justified. He justified. Let me, let me, let me correct some doctrine that, that I think is incomplete. Justified does not mean just as if I had never sinned. That's a common definition. that's not really what justification is. Because if it was just as if you had never sinned, that makes you innocent. No, it's just as if you had sinned, but the price for your sin has been paid. And so the righteous judge says, the price has been paid for his sin. He's free to walk. No double jeopardy. Don't ever bring it up again. See, there's a difference. There's a difference in innocence and forgiveness. And you can't have justification without forgiveness. You don't need forgiveness without sin. And you can't do this idea about just as if I'd never sinned if you never sinned. You don't need justification. You don't have to pay for that. You don't have to pay. That was a free one right there. I want to I help clarify it for you. So, so he says, there's foreknowledge, there's predestination, there's calling, there's justification. And the last thing he says, and I'm done. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. See, this is ultimately what God is trying to get to. That for every one of us, God has purpose. And if you look at this text carefully, you will notice that the same people who got in at the front end at foreknew that there's no leakage. Look look at it again. For whom he foreknew, those same people he also justified to be conformed to the image of his son, that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And those he predestined, he called. Those he called, he justified. The same ones he justified, he glorified. What I'm trying to say to you is that you've got purpose written all over you. And God is determined that you are going to get out at the back end glorified. I know you've been through some stuff. I know there have been some hard times for you. I know there are times you feel like quitting. I know some days you don't know how you're going to make it. But I'll stop by to tell you that hard times may come. But they don't mean God is finished with you. Hard times might come. But God still has purpose. Hard times might come, but God has a plan. Hard times might come, but if you don't give up and you don't give in, I want to remind you because my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holy Lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. And the one who begun a good work in you, he'll perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. Don't give up. Don't give in. Stay long enough to see what the end is going to be. And the end will be his glory and my good.
7: His glory. Come on. Did he preach? Did he preach? My Lord God to thee. He's going to come back for benediction. Please be seated. I just want to challenge a few hearts. As he said before, it's not your decision. Christ has called you before you got here. But I want to challenge your hearts this morning to ask that anyone in the congregation that does not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, I need you to be honest with yourself and your heart and raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Better than that, just get out your pews and come on down front. Is there, I know someone is in the congregation that does not have Jesus Christ or does not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I, I, I know that for a fact. Come on down. I know there's more than two. I know it's more than two. There's in excess of a thousand people here this morning. In excess of a thousand people. And if you take 1% of a 1,000. A 10%, you remember that because that's a tithe. 10% would be $100 you owe, right? So 1% will be 10 people, right? I know there's more than 1% of the people in this congregation that are not saved. Get out the pew and come down and meet the Lord. Come down and give your life to Jesus Christ this morning. You're not going to be perfect, but you're going to be saved. Amen? And you will meet him again. Is there another? Is there another person in the congregation? Be honest with yourself. I understand we had some people last week that didn't want to come down front. Maybe they didn't have the hair made right or their shoes weren't shined. So they just went in the back and gave Christ. Gave their life to Christ. That's okay, too. But come down and let us be a witness of what you're doing. Amen? Is there another? Now, do we have anyone in the congregation that knows Jesus Christ but do not have a church home? Is there one? And you're walking around. You don't have a church home because you moved from a neighborhood. You might have came from the west coast to the east coast. Or you came from where all that snow is in Idaho, and moved down here. But whatever the reason you are here, if you have a, if you know Christ as your personal Savior, and you do not have a church home, raise your hand. I'm not going to tell you to come down. Raise your hand. Be honest with yourself. There's no one. God bless you, and we want you to go uh, with. Uh, Minister Arnold, please. Amen. Last call. Thank God for the two bold ladies. Now we're going to have this preacher of the hour, this teacher of the hour, this friend of pastors of the hour, and my friend as well. I tell you, he made you think today, didn't he? Uh-huh. Some of y'all scared to come down here now. But it's all right. He's going to come back for benediction.
0: Amen. Let's stand together. Would you bow with me? Our God and our Father. We have been the church gathered. We're about to become the church scattered. Scatter us out into the world with the hope and the confidence of the gospel. Scatter us out into the world, back into our communities, back in our cul de sac. Back into our cities, our towns, scatter us with a new determination to share with others about the transforming work of your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for what you've done this morning and I pray that you would emboss your word on the hearts of your people that we might be able to revisit what you said to us ruminate on it and grow and then find ways to be obedient to what you say to us now Father I pray that your grace and your mercy and your peace would go with your people until we gather together again either down here Or in that great getting up morning, keep us until we gather again, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Don't forget to greet each other.
1: Good morning. How are you? We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're so glad you're here this morning. Last week we began with a new peace. A new peace in the new year. And the peace comes, hallelujah, as God promotes us to a new place. In that new place is a new perseverance. God wants you and I to learn how to persevere And as we persevere, we begin to be transferred into his purposes and his praise. None of you are where God, amen, started you from when you got saved. There's a new peace that passes all understanding. There's a new place. Think about the place. There's a new perseverance. You gotta persevere. There's some pain. There, there, there are some, uh, uh, situations that will change. There, there's a new power. There's a new perseverance. And as we persevere, what becomes clear to us is God's new purposes. Amen. And in those new purposes, We have an ongoing power that we are where God would have us to be. You may have to persevere through some pain. You may have to persevere through some mental changes, emotional changes. You may have to persevere through uh, uh, a whole different category. The Bible says after you have done the will of God, after you have done the will of God, you will receive the, the promises. So the peace and the promises uh, transfer us to a place of perseverance. Think about where you are this morning, where you came from yesterday. You had some problems that get to the place of perseverance. Persevere through. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the fire testing of your faith will work patience. But let patience, let perseverance, let promotion have her perfect work that you may be entire, lacking nothing. Are you in a place of perseverance? Persevere all the way to the purposes and the the power and the place where God can use you in your last days. God bless you. We love you. Have a great day and listen for a great message on perseverance. I love you with all my heart. Sister Gordon loves you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: because I've been a member here for over 20 years and Pastor Brings the Word every Sunday.
2: Ministry here is for the entire being. I love the way it touches the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, We have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before and the truth that Pastor Preaches about the Word, his leadership, and his vision is just pure. Welcome Welcome to our world.
4: Keep coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young, into the young mentors. Welcome to our
3: world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo.